You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back to another episode, episode 22 of Boys of 161st Street podcast. We got some bad news to start, not even Yankee related, but we got some bad news to start because we just got the good news that Garrett Cole would be pitching because just to preface this, we're going to spring training this weekend, game Saturday, but he's pitching on Saturday, but not at the stadium we're at because it's a split squad. So we just got the news. Murph came to me. He was like, oh, my God, Garrett Cole's pitching. And then he was like, oh, he's pitching at Steinbrenner's Field. And we're going to JetBlue. We're going to JetBlue South Fenway because our friend is a Red Sox fan. And we wanted to make him happy. But I also wanted to bring a sign that says, <laughs> Cora stole my other sign. So that's the reason why we're going there. But anyway, but, yeah, that's some bad news why we, did, we just got. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely not bad news, but definitely uh, – Kind of a honey dick. Uh, we, I, I just was reading. We were just kind of waiting to start recording. And we know it's a split squad. And we I was kind of doing the math earlier. And I was like, well, if Cole pitched today, there's a re- pretty yeah, good chance that he could out. pitch over the weekend. So, like, maybe. But then I was like, well, he probably wouldn't travel if there's a game at Steinbrenner. But, you know, we'll see. And then I saw Cole pitching Saturday. Got really excited for a second. And then realized that he's staying in Steinbrenner and pitching uh, against the Tigers. And we're seeing Yankees-Red Sox. Uh, figured that'd be a better game. Out of the split squad, um, yeah, yeah. I so mean, we'll be there. So regardless, regardless. Myers, oh yeah. So <laughs> if, if you're in Fort Myers for God knows what reason, yeah. But regardless, <laughs> I mean, he was gonna pitch for like he pitched an inning today. And actually, let's talk about that because he looked. I mean, I say looked. It wasn't televised, <laughs> but I mean, from the from the stat sheet, it looked pretty good. He faced, I think, four batters. I was watching some guy's live Twitter feed when he was pitching. I watched that too, actually, Damon. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see that, but I did see his stats, and he went one inning, no hits, no runs, a walk, and two Ks. That sounds mm-hmm. pretty fucking good to me. I'll take it. And he, and he topped out 98. Yeah, fastball hit 98. 98. Yeah. yeah. Um, Boone actually said uh, it was good work for him. His stuff was there. Uh, he was sharp, kind of what he expected, knowing that he's going to be a little bit shorter. Another good step for him. Like, they knew he was going to go one inning, uh, I think is what he meant by a bit shorter. But, yeah, I think uh, all expectations that – we had for him today kind of hit pretty well. I mean, spring training isn't isn't like anything really. Like it's just a time for everybody to practice. And I saw some tweets 
the other day, and it was like about the lineup. Some were joking. I think some weren't joking about them freaking out, like, oh, Boone should be fired. Why Gary isn't starting? Just pump the brakes a little. I don't know if you're kidding. Shut the fuck out. One kid was kidding, and I (laughs) deleted the tweet after, but some people aren't kidding, and some people think that spring training is a legitimate competition. It is in a sense of, like, position battles, and there are some of those, but it's a time for people to get their work in, maybe test out a new position, like Miggy. It's a time for, I mean, the ford Voigt battle, the Miggy all-over battle, people coming back off injuries. We had a lot of those last year. So spring training is just a time to really just get the work out the kinks, just get ready for the season. So with that being said, let's do our best job of overreacting to, to the spring yeah. training <laughs> because I think I saw some funny ones out there, and uh, just forewarning, this isn't real. This is just us having fun. So can we actually go back quickly? Who started today at catcher if Gary didn't? Is that what you're talking about? No. What? Huh? With the over okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I have no Sorry. idea what you're talking about. Sound out for a sec there. No, I just Winston I wanted to do I was, I, I, what I was gonna say is that there's a catcher battle behind Gary. Oh, Kratz or Yeah. Oh no, Ionetta. Ionetta. So it's Ionetta and Higashioka, yeah. so I was gonna talk about that, uh, but I guess we'll save that. So my overreaction is everybody's been saying this, but Hap Cy Young. This is this is for any of the three games. Hap Cy Young. Hap looked good, and I, I'm going to say Hap Cy Young, but in all honesty, though, I'm not. I'm <laughs> Murph made a face. I'm not. I, but, all right, let me finish, though. I mean, in all honesty, retracting that statement, Hap was one of our most consistent pitchers last year, and I'm not saying he's going to be Cy Young, but I think he, I mean, I don't know, 33 hit different to me. <laughs> he's wearing 33 this season versus 34. Something about him. I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be bad. I think he's going to be one of our better starters for the beginning. Obviously, I don't know. What do you guys think about Hap, Damon? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, know. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like that yeah. was just ridiculous. I didn't. I don't mean actual Cy Young. This is an overreaction well, right. segment, Damon. I'll, I'll give you this. He's going to have to be one of our best guys in the beginning of the year, especially if it's Severino. Injury uh, pans out to be our worst nightmare, which, given the last couple of years in our injuries, it very well could be. He very well could be out for, you know, however long. We already know Paxton's most likely going to be out for three to four months. So, ha- like, if we get the half that we saw a couple of days ago for the beginning of the season, great. Do I think he's <laughs> even... It's just an overreaction no, segment. Yeah, all right. Let me overreact and all then right. dial it back a little bit and give a real yeah. I guess out, out of context, though, I don't know. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, he's, we're going to need him to be a top four caliber starter uh, for the beginning. That's it. Damon, what do you think about this? Because I, I just say, I'm all I'm saying is he's going to be a viable pitcher, and it's not really like we're throwing some bum out there. Like, he can get it done. That's basically what yeah, I was I, saying. Totally. Yeah, I, I totally get you. I, I was just fucking around. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a great pitcher. That's why we signed him in the first place. He, he comes out... You know, throwing hard and, you know, doing what he did a couple of years ago. And he's, yeah, he's got a fucking chance if it's an overreaction. Um, my, my overreaction is Clint Frazier, everyday left fielder. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> Steaming boy hot back. take there. I'm bringing my boy back. Um, yeah, he came out and he's, uh, 
he was approached by some reporters and he was like, um, you know, I feel like I'm back against the wall all off season, coming back, I'm ready to fight. He hit a nice line drive into the outfield that someone caught it, but it was nice and it was hard and it was into the outfield. Snaps for him. Snaps for him. Line drives. I love yeah, that mentality. Um, so, yeah, that's my hot take. Um, I'm know, gonna... I think that even, even so, because I know Aaron Hicks is going to be out for a little while now, even like um, after the All-Star break. So, who knows? I think it's a fight for some playing time to him and talking. I love that mentality by Frazier. I think it's going to do nothing but help him out and help out Talkman. I love Clint Frazier, I guess, not quite as much as you do. I'm the Tyler Wade fanboy. You're the Clint Frazier fanboy. I'll give you that. So what am I? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I just think that his mentality of this is my position that I want to go fight for and nobody's going to hand it to me is going to push Talkman and it's going to push Andahar when he's trying to get uh, some reps in left field and it's just going to create – this competition that we're going to want and enjoy watching throughout spring training in the outfield because um, there's only three spots and we know that how much Boone likes having a good glove in the outfield so that's really going to challenge Frazier and Andahar to figure it out defensively because we know they have the bats. So yeah, and, and, and Frazier came out and said that um, the offseason was much needed for him because he was overwhelmed with the 50,000 fans going at him all the time when mm-hmm. fly balls in the air. See, that doesn't um, fly, though. <laughs> that doesn't fly because he is not going to avoid that. And that's horrible, honestly, for me to hear. And I was about to praise Clint. I was about to be in your in your wagon. Just talk. I, was, no, I, no, I, think, I think it was nice because he, like, obviously acknowledged it. But then he came back and said, look, I'm ready to fight now because I understand that this isn't going to go away. I mean, it's nice to hear that he under because before last season he was like completely under the impression that he was God's gift to the earth and he should be starting every day and he didn't know why he got sent down and all that stuff and it was all he was very immature about it. So it is good yeah, to see that he kind of needed that, but that's a bad mentality. Like, I mean, I get it. I don't know. In my opinion, that's kind of a bad mentality because you, like, if you're fighting for a starting job, you're gonna need that. So it's not you're, like you're kind of. Yeah, almost I, I backing it. down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. But he's also just being honest. He was just saying like it kind of got to him during the season. And he then like he took that, realized that he needed to adjust in the off season. Same way he realized that he couldn't catch a fly ball, so he had to adjust in like the off season to learn how to play defense. Everyone knows he can hit the damn ball. He right. hit fucking twelve home runs in what was like seventy games or something last year. And he fucking killed it. So we all just know what his flaws are. So that's, again, that's just my hot take. Yeah, I agree. And we know what he brings to the table with the bat. And honestly, for an overreaction segment, I don't even think you said every day left fielder. Yeah. So that, I mean, the battle that he's in is him, Talkman, Gardner. That's it. I mean, Stanton, Andujar. Stanton, too. Andujar. When he comes back later. We have nothing but outfielders. We've talked about this a lot. Let's revisit it a little bit. What do we actually think about the Andujar situation in the outfield because we talked about it before and how they were going to do it in spring training but now they have a little bit so we've seen a little bit of videos and not really much but I know Murph you you said you wanted to you had a little bit of a change of heart on it yeah I originally was against it and anyone who happened to listen to that episode knows that I didn't really like him moving away from third uh, I figured if he couldn't play third, why do we think he can play left? We're not going to be able to hide him in left field in CMLB. But there have just been, you know, so many players who move from third base, and his bat, I think, is just going to prove to uh, be one that we can't keep out of the lineup. 
And we already have, you know, Stan, kind of who's a DH-looking guy. We have a lot of – Sanchez is going to need a couple of days off behind the plate. He's going to need to DH. But Andohar's bat is going to need to be in the everyday lineup, especially – I mean, he's he went yard already in the spring. Like, I really think he's going to have a big year uh, from the dish. And, you know, if, if him and left means we can keep Gio in his glove at third base, then that I think I'm okay with that. And especially if he can move around a little bit, maybe between third and left – when we get into July and August, that's going to be a really big deal if he has the versatility to play a couple spots. I yeah. still, I'm still not in love with it, but I, I'm, I think it could work out. I mean, it's mainly literally just for the flexibility standpoint. But I, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't see him playing too many games in left. I think maybe just a couple times, honestly, under seven for the year, in my opinion. I, I no, My opinion means nothing. I'm not making the decisions, but from... The eye test, it does, I don't really see him doing that much in the I outfield. See, I don't even see him. I don't see him starting a game in left field. Yeah, like like I, with, I like we, you don't think he will at all? Like we just said, I, though. I don't think he'll start in left field. I think, if anything, he'll start at first base over left field for sure. I can see him moving yeah. to left after coming in as a pinch hit in some games and then just maybe we flex him for a couple definitely, innings out there. Definitely. But actually, you know, I retract that because then that would mean he'd be coming in towards the end of the game and you usually put defensive replacements out during that time. No, but he could swap. I think he could swap for sure, though. A little double switch action. Think, have, you ever yeah. seen, have you ever seen in Moneyball where they go and they interview Scott Hatterberg and he's like the catcher <laughs> and they're trying to make him go the play first. first already? And they're like, oh, tell him. It's not that hard. And he's like, it's incredibly hard. Mm. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just kind of like that's... Just, I just keep thinking of that when I think of Andahar going over to play first. Like, all of a sudden, if he's not going to play that much in spring training there, like, you're wearing a whole different glove. Yeah, it's still the hot corner, I guess. Yeah. But but you're, you're picking balls. Like, it's it's not like moving from catcher to first where you might have that kind of glove um, muscle memory down or something. It's I think it's a really incredible, incredibly difficult position switch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. we've already seen. I mean, he already hit a home run. I mean, it almost wasn't a home run. It went they, out. they didn't know. I, the video didn't really give a good look at it either. He didn't see it, but it went out. So first home run of the of the spring, first home run of the season. I mean, we all we always know he has the bat. That's never been a problem. And I honestly, he's got one of the best bats when he's hitting. He he's a three hundred round hitter. Mm-hmm. He can hit for power. He can. He loves doubles. I just see. I see him playing. An enormous role in this team, and honestly, I mean, I know Cashman said it's Gio's job to lose, basically, but I would not be shocked. And here's my overreaction again, because we'll stay in this. If Mickey does take the job, this is basically off of one home run. But <laughs> I mean, I think it's a, honestly more. Of a, a lot of people think Gio has a job locked up because his defense is great, which I do agree with. But I think Miggy's bat is so much better, and I don't know if Gio can produce at the level that he did last year. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm th- I know Miggy's bat's proven, and it's honestly a matter of what's easier to improve: Miggy's defense yeah. or Gio's bat for the long term. Well, Gio hit like 300 last year. We that's can't get I mean. rid of that. That's the thing. We can't like assume that he's going to regress down to like a two. But you can't better. assume that he's going to stay at that level. No, too. you're right. So that's why I'm saying. I think it's going to. In terms of raw talent, I'm trying to say I think Miggy has that edge, and I think we've sure. seen Devers improve on his defense. And with young players, I think he can get better at defense. But the only problem I have with that is if he does, if he's in a position battle at third with Geo, he's not going to get much time at third, so he's not going to get better at fielding. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna, he's kind of, I don't know, it kind of shoots him in the foot in terms of progressing as a defender. So 
I don't know. It, it's a sticky situation. Yeah, but I also feel like that what Aaron Boone does such a great job of doing is using every player that he has to his advantage and changing the lineup literally every day. I agree and with that. And using the players to their, their skill set based on the pitching matchups, based on the team that they're playing, and he switches everything out like a, like a chess game every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what makes this team so fucking good is because, fuck it, you can put Miggy at third, first, or left, and he'll probably do a decent job throughout the game, right? And if his bat's in the lineup, that's just that outweighs that almost that liability even. You know, even if he's not if he does a little, a little bit, you know, a little bit of work in left field and in spring training, gets the hang of it, you know, I'm I'm not gonna I feel confident in putting him literally anywhere because I know he's a great baseball player. And that kind of goes for a lot of the other players on the team. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that because um <clears throat> we've seen Boone just do a really great job of working with players that have the versatility to move around the diamond, i.e uh, Glaber, DJ, those kind of guys where he can shuffle yeah. between shortstop, second base, first base. He's really creative at keeping their bats in the lineup while going through and getting people rest. Like he, he can move DJ to first. He can move Glaber to short. He can have Glaber play second. He could, he even moved uh, Lemay yeah. over to third on occasion. Like, so just having one more player that can play multiple positions is going to really benefit um, the lineup card yeah. and what Boone can do with it. I completely agree. And I, and I feel like that because of that. This is going to stay with the overreactions. I think that this puts Voight and Ford in a very shitty position because I think they might be the odd people out if fucking you can show people at first base and they're not producing, if they're streaky hitters and they're not, they're replaceable at first base, you know, I would not be surprised to see them sit out for, you know, extended period of time. Yeah, and um, it's funny you bring up uh, Voight and Ford uh, because honestly, I... If I had to pick one, if you want to dive into that again, we've talked about that a lot, but now that we're close to this season, we've seen guys saying, oh, I'm in the best shape of my life. Everybody's in the best shape of their own life, and which is nice to hear because last year everybody's hurt. So, I mean, not bad to not bad to say that. But honestly, if I, was, if I had a gun to my head and I had to pick one or the other, I don't think it's as decisive. I, I, I think it's a lot closer than... A lot of people think it is. I mean, I think for we've, we've all said it's been close. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm saying like the fan base because I feel like a lot of people think that Voight has it locked up. Ford, Ford well, can do it. Ford showed us a lot last year. He's a lefty bat. He can clearly hit. He bats like 400 in the minors, 500 in the minors. Like he can rake, and then he figured it out after he went. He slumped when he came up, but then he figured it out. He's not a young guy. He's like he's I, good. He's not he a can, veteran, obviously, but he's he like can pitch too. In terms of, Ford <laughs> was one of those guys that was too good for the minor leagues and yeah. couldn't quite figure out the major leagues yet. And then at the towards the end of the season, started to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, he can and hit. Voight, he can come up in clutch and, too. He's walked off. Yeah. And Voigt was just a big name guy who made a couple of headlines, and that's why everyone recognized his name. And now they all say he's going to play the first base. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't exactly say that though, because I don't want to downgrade what Voigt has done. Voigt was unbelievable and during the stretch of injuries he's one of the few people that were he was consistent all throughout he got hurt late but he was the one that held this team together along with dj i mean that's i'm not i'm not 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 discounting void but i am saying that don't discount ford that's a tight position battle and you are right damon i think with the dh they might end up being the odd man out because dj 
if he's going to move over to first sometimes because like, he's a Swiss Army knife there. Uh, mm-hmm. You, well, we you got to throw Wade in the mix sometimes. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't necessarily get the nod over other people, but I don't know. It's just interesting to look at, and I think my main point there was saying it's a lot closer than people think. I think the yeah. reason for that is because well, we're talking about Ford and how he was hitting 400 in the minors and then came up. He played four years of college ball, and he's I think he's 26, 27 now, so he didn't have very much uh, time in the minors. No matter how well you do, you're going to need that time in the minors to develop. All of a sudden, when you're going from facing you know, a pitcher from Yale to then all of a sudden you know, you're facing ma- major league arms, you're going to have a little curve there. But I think since he's an older prospect, uh, I guess you can't really even call him a prospect anymore, but since he's an older guy when he came up, he's had his year, and kind of like similar to how Judge was, like he came up and he's going to be there and he's going to be there and he's going to hit. Yeah. I think. All right. I think that's a lot. Uh, enough of the overreactions. And other... Think- what? No, I was going to say go into uh, some injury update because, you know, we talk about position battles. Yeah, so with a little bit of the injury updates, I know we've seen uh, Hicks. We got a little injury update update on him. Damon, do you have uh, everything in front of you? Yeah. Um, you want to go into that? Yeah, so I know that um, Hicks was – he said he's probably going to be out until the end of the All-Star break, um, which is unfortunate. But, again, I think we've already talked about – you know, moving players around and kind of filling that void. Um, yeah, and then also Paxton. I know that Aaron Boone was talking to some people yesterday about him, and there was some good news with him. They said that he could probably start throwing within the week or 10 days or so. Um, they said the surgery went well and that he's on a pretty good timeline. So um, kind of some good news there. Yeah. And honestly, with with Judge, it's it's also apparently apparently not nearly as severe as everybody thought it was. Yeah. So Judge um, <laughs> was did, a couple, did a couple MRI tests, but on, on his shoulder, but they didn't see anything. And then I know he's been progressing every day. So he did some tosses and some catches uh, with some teammates, and then he did he hit off the tee. Um, I think on Friday. All right. I mean, I'm not worried about Judge. The one I am worried about is Seve. I mean, and that's just completely just, again, eye tests. Like, and based on his track record, Seve just isn't somebody who can stay healthy. And Seve, I mean, he had, like, I don't, when, I, when I heard loose ligament or loose <laughs> something in his arm. Yes, like, yeah, so it was his, I think it was his forearm. Yeah, and it was, yeah. wasn't it only on his changeup? It was only on his changeup because, you know, when you grip a changeup, you choke up on the ball a lot. So it, it puts a lot more, like, pressure on your forearm. I don't know. Something like but it's just it really yeah, so scares stiff, me with him. Stiffness and tightness. But um they the good news was that they said that it was way too early to assume anything. because um, they did some they did some initial tests and nothing came back that was negative about it. Um but the assumption right now is that it is something to do with his UCL, if you want to guess what that means. Yeah, um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the 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 cliff notes is that it's too early to tell, but they're taking it day by day. Yeah, but I mean, too early to tell. It's it's a weird scenario because like I mean, I'm just basing it off of him, and like we haven't really heard some great like whenever and when it comes to his injuries, it's usually worst case scenario. <laughs> like he doesn't really do well with injuries for lack of a better. Word. I don't know. He just 
To yeah. me, I'm just nervous for him, and I'm nervous when you talk about the forearm. It's usually linked to Tommy John, and when you go to this doctor, what's his name? It was Doctor. Aham. Amen. 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 Oh, what are you? he's he's like the the Tommy John specialist. He's like the Grim Reaper when it comes to that. Like when you get sent yeah. to him, it's because you have Tommy John. He wants to have the final say. So that's what makes me nervous about the situation, and just obviously based on his track record. But and honestly, I don't want to jump to conclusions with that, but if he does have this injury, he's going to be out to like midway through the 2021 season. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's and, and he just got the extension of four years, 50 mil, I think it was. And it just comes to the point like, do we keep the guy now? After that, obviously, he's extended through, I don't know when, but it's just like, he's starting to like yeah, bring up that question. It's just, I don't want to say, oh, sorry, Damon, go ahead. No, no, I'll just say it's a tough conversation to have because we all thought he was going to be our our ace for years to come, like, you know, like yeah. last year or two years ago. That's why I don't want to say anything too, like, you know, damning to him because, it, you know, first of all, we don't know what it is. We don't know if it's uh, the ace or the uh, Tommy John, and we don't want to say, like, do we keep him and think about that. Yeah. No, I'm not saying no. that, but, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud and just saying, like, these are questions that are in my head, and the inner, some, like, little part of me is thinking, like, what if he's never as good as he was in 2018? Like, what if, I mean, that's, I don't want to say that out loud, and I don't want to believe it, but, like, 10% of me is screaming, like, Sevy ain't it, Sevy ain't it. Like, I don't, he's just never going to be back to what he was. And, again, I hope I'm wrong. And I I don't really believe that, and I, I don't know. It just, it scares me. Because in 2018, he was absolutely fucking dominant. Yeah. But injuries have always yeah. plagued him, and that had, that's happened with so many players. I mean, we can't really say that yet because he had one. He's had one injury. It was a, granted, it was a big injury last year, but he's he's like twenty five, maybe years old. Like he he's still a young guy. He he can even come back from a Tommy John surgery, even if he is out. God forbid until twenty twenty one. Let's comes back. He's twenty. We don't know if it's happening yet. Yeah. But that was uh, the and, point and, that I was saying. Yeah, all right. But, yeah, <laughs> they're um, on the same page then. Right. Also, T- Tanaka had. Pretty much the same injury in 2014. Yeah, he just never or, got the yeah, surgery. Yeah, he just never did anything really about it, and he's kind of fine. You well, know? you can opt to, to not go for the surgery, and then you just never get your velocity back, which is why he's he used to be a, a power pitcher to some extent, and now he's just like more yeah. of a finesse guy. But that's that was a huge adjustment period for him, though, and you know, yeah, you're not going to adjust that in one one season. Yeah, so obviously we'll have more news when it comes around, but that's the one I'm most worried about. And honestly, another person I'm most worried about is CeCe. Because, <laughs> oh I mean, boy, CeCe. everybody is getting the injury bug. But it hasn't left, and CeCe just can't escape it. He, he's retired now. And I don't know if anybody has seen this who's listening, but <laughs> the guy goes on. He says, I forget what he said. He's like, uh, I can't wait to be able to do things that I w- always wanted to do that I wasn't allowed to do because the team didn't let me go skiing and stuff like that. And he goes on a skiing trip with his family, kids, the whole nine, and he tears his ACL. And I feel bad laughing, but, like, it's just, come on. Everyone that I know that skis is dead. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> it's, from the, it's from the office. So. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can pick up on that. D'Angelo no. Vickers. Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, bad joke, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, that's just such a such a bummer. <laughs> like, I just feel so bad for the guy. He's finally, you know, free of a contract that's 
holding him back from doing all the stuff that he probably wanted to do. And he's 45. He's probably like, hey, let me go skiing. <laughs> go and then he probably trip. ran off the side of the mountain and I don't know if ripped you guys open his ACL. saw the video, off. but he, like, it, it shows his, it's like a GoPro commercial. Oh, there's a video? Yeah, there's a video. Oh, and I, I didn't see I'll, that. We'll probably post it, but there's, it's like a GoPro commercial. And or whatever it was, the the logo was on after after it was done. But it shows like his family, and like you can't really see anybody because they're all wearing ski gear, yeah. and you can't pick out who it is. And then it, he it shows him at the end, and then we're like, which one's CC? Which one's CC? Which one's CC? And then you see CC at the end, and he's like butt sliding down down the mountain, and he tries to get up, and he can't get up, and it's oh, just okay. like it's just a bad look. I don't know. He just can't escape this injury bug. Poor guy. Poor guy. I love CC, but yeah, come on, man. <laughs> you so, might get uh, my Ellsbury Award this week. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. did we mention much about Hicks? We said all, we said All Star break, but yeah, I mean, he's gonna come back after the All Star break. It seems like a regular yearly thing for him. He comes back around the All Star break, and then yeah. he's big. He, he comes up big time. We I love Hicks. It's just, I mean, he's another one. We extend him, and then he seems to be injury plagued again. So, I don't know, maybe these extensions, this uh, just give out one-year contracts. I don't want to hear <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm so much more worried about the pitching now, yeah. obviously. Yeah, no, I agree. But, you know, like, we, we've proven that position players, we can we can toss them around and we can switch mm-hmm. them up and we can still win games, yep. you know? Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm just, I don't want to hit the panic button. I know last year when we had all these injuries, we had our ongoing panic meter. Yeah, uh, in, in your house last year. Yeah, we put it on the and, chalkboard. Uh, we had it. If us I, and the Red Sox. My panic meter is low right now, but I'm also looking at this board that we're looking at, kind of following what we're talking about. And there's four very big names up on this like injuries board, and we're three games into spring training, and yeah. none of them except for Hicks were hurt. You know, three or four weeks ago. So like, not panic button, but like. Pretty unfortunate. It and is February like, at, at the on. end of the day, but you, like you said, I don't like seeing those names on there and already having to deal with it. Yes, Judge is probably going to be fine, knock on wood. I mean, Paxton, we, we can win games without him, and he'll come back nice, and we have a good bullpen. We can maybe throw a few bullpen days in there like we have last year. I don't know if everybody likes that, but, I mean, there was that stat that, that we were, like, undefeated in. Bullpen days, I don't know how much weight that carries because they don't really pitch more than the first inning, obviously. But, I mean, yeah, it sucks to look at that. I really wish we had Herman right now. I mean, he's just a fucking idiot. I mean, we're going to have him halfway through the year. I don't know how everybody feels about that, whatever, how what role he's going to play. But, I don't know. The pitching, which we thought was going to be a huge strength of ours, and still is, but it's just a little bit up in the air right now in terms of injuries. But... I don't know. Moving on. In other news, we didn't want to talk about the Astros, but they just keep, keep, <laughs> more shit keeps coming out. And it's oh just, it's just so funny that the way they handle everything is just wrong. They handled every single thing wrong. Like they, they go out there. There's, I don't know what fans they were of at the game. I think they were Nationals fans. From their they hats, they were, they were Nationals yeah. fans. And they had signs that said, like, Houston Asterix or whatever it is. And the staff of the stadium at the Houston's spring training stadium go and they take them. So the Astros, it's not unfortunate at all. It's funny because you obviously see the posts that say, like, Astros are stealing signs again. But they're actually stealing, like, paper signs. I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. I'm bringing so much poster board to Florida. 
I'm bringing. I'm gonna. I'm making so many signs. Yeah, I, know, I, like, I, I wanted like to make the sign. Did you, you, you came up with that chorus stole your other sign. Yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah, like I'm gonna. That. I'm gonna make one that says chorus stole that. my other sign, because uh, he's obviously not gonna be there. But we're playing the Red Sox that game, so we'll make a few because I guarantee they'll be taken. So we'll hold them up as long as we can before. I just don't want to get kicked out. So I don't know. Be kind of cool. Anything for the content though. So cool. going in that same. Uh, it's that same topic. Altuve gets up to bat today, and he gets the shit boot out of him, which, I mean, you love to fucking see I it. I don't know. Yeah, that's a reaction, I think. Why? It was a, it was a curveball. I hit his fucking foot. I'm not talking about the hit-by-pitch yet. I'm talking about him just getting booed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Overreaction to booing? Would you not boo him? No. Oh, my God. I just said that I thought you were talking about the hit-by-pitch. Okay, so shut the fuck up for a second. So he, <laughs> he got booed, and I loved it. Agree or disagree, Damon? I, lo- I loved it, yeah. Okay, great. For the record, so now, now he got hit by a pitch. So now you want to talk about that? Yep. No, I, I, I feel like I'm out of place. You go for it. <laughs> right, I'll talk about it then. So go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I didn't, obviously didn't watch the Astros spring training game today, but I was scrolling through Twitter and saw, like, Altuve got hit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, all right, it's his thir- wasn't it his first game and his third at bat? It was his First at bat, he got booed at, and he struck out that at so bat. He did, he hit and then he got hit by a game, though? Two or three. I'm not sure. I think it was three. But, like, so they got, I don't know who hit him, but it was probably somebody who wasn't in the MLB. So I'm thinking, like, it was probably an accident. But then I was like, well, then again, maybe not. You know what's funny, though? And then I found out that it was the curveball, and it really wasn't yeah, it was malevolent. A, but it kind of is fitting, and it's a little bit of, uh, you know, karma or something. That he was the saw, one to get hit. I'll take it. I'll definitely like take the, it. The, the thumbnail of the image for, like, the article was. Like a picture of him with his helmet falling off. So I thought someone beamed him in the fucking oh, head. <laughs> God, can you imagine? And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be so cool. And the season's going to be sick. It was, a fucking curveball. it was a curveball to the foot. And I was like, it's yeah. fucking clickbait, man. I suck it. I got That's how they get you. Yeah, I, you know what I thought about that, though? Because you know how they have the, the penalties that they're going to have for anybody who throws out the Astros? This is the perfect way to go about it if it was intentional, which it's not. But if they were to do an intentional hit by pitch, this is the perfect way to do it. Throw a prospect out there that's gonna have no impact and just fucking beam him, get out of there, serve your time in silence, and <laughs> doesn't impact the team. I guess, but like the Tigers, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the yeah. Tigers would be the team. They need something the to stir up some level. fans there. They, that was the most. Uh, did you see how many fans were at that game? Yeah, More than no, they have a regular no, season no, game. No, there's gonna be a lot of fans at a lot of Astros fans. And they're you, gonna sell out. That's and you were be, saying, like, uh, you know, get used to it and that kind of thing. And they should get used there to really it. Is, it's gonna happen at every every, every away ballpark. They're gonna get booed all the way up until they come to Yankee in September. And that's it's just gonna happen. That kind of pisses me off. That do you think the schedule makers did that on purpose? Like, wait that long uh, to maybe, come to Yankee Stadium? Uh, but like, I'm th- I was thinking about this, and I was like, we're going to the game. Kind right? of proud of baseball and and the fans for jumping so hard on this. You know, we all collectively don't like the Astros, don't respect their players because the players didn't get any fallout. And I don't want to get stuck on this for too long. But, I mean, could you imagine being hated by the entire community of baseball collectively for something that's actually malevolent? Like, everyone hates the Yankees, but it's different yeah, it than the Astros. Every, it's so much different. Everyone feels like they got robbed by the Astros. And they're going to go to every ballpark and get booed by everybody. They're going to go try to sign, like, some kid's hat. And he's going to be like, no, screw you. You're on the Astros. Like, that kind of thing is literally going to happen. That's going to eat at them. Like, that, <laughs> that, that, they're well, probably not that'll impact 
performance, obviously, because I, I mean, think so. confidence is everything. We see, it in, I mean, bad example, but it will be the show. If you think you're going to get a hit, you're going to get a hit just based on confidence. And that's true with also baseball when we used to play back in our washed up days. But I mean, if, they, if you are being yelled at and booed the entire time, get popcorn, hot dogs thrown at you, whatever the fuck might happen, I'll be the first to toss one. But yeah, I mean, I, that I think gets to also you. Stood out. Uh, I, I, we also talk about the fucking Astros, but last comment, uh, closing just, comments, and then we'll, we'll talk about it yeah, we'll, probably we'll, next week. One more, <laughs> thing, one more quick thing: I saw an interview with uh, Bregman. Did you guys see that? No. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Bregman interview, and the guy was like, "You know, do you think all your flash and your flair, you know, holding up number four after scoring, like you think that's all going to go away? It's not going to be part of your game?" And he just felt, he just looked so defeated. He was just like, yeah, you know, I think we're just going to go out there. And it's going to be a long road. Know. It's going to be a long road. So if he's defeated now, if he's defeated now, fuck yeah. him. I think it's. So, oh. We got him. We got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. It's, <laughs> way, it's way harder to play the us against the world card when you actually did something to deserve and you're actually the world us against, against the you. world. <laughs> like, we always say yeah, Yankees against the world, but like people hate us because, you know, we win championships. And then people hate so them good. because they cheat and win championships. Like they, it's like a, they have a real reason to hate them, and they they're gonna start saying, "Oh, us against the world, we'll still get there. We'll do it the right way." But when it's June and you're getting booed in, you know, like in guaranteed rate field out in Chicago, and you're just like, "Wow, like this sucks. Like this is awful." It's one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, and I'm getting heckled by some guys from Chicago. Like, <laughs> I'm getting heckled by a 13-year-old not, kid. It's really going to wear on him as, as the season Imagine. goes on, especially the young guys. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, Jordan Alvarez. I mean, young guy, hasn't played in since, I mean, his first year last year, and then second year in the league, and then you got this shit. Yeah. Well, and who knows? Is Jordan good, or did he just come in and his rookie year, I, he cheated? I'm excited to see. Yeah. All right, that's enough Astros talk, probably till next week. And... Next up, <laughs> not really overreaction. This is more of a, a real, uh, real picks. I don't even know what I'm saying, but it's just a reaction. Who you got? Who you got for breakout candidates? Because there are a few, and we kind of mentioned it. Uh, but honestly, I, I think I, I think I might pick Clint Frazier also, Damon. I think Ow. this might be the season that he does kind of pull it together. Let's go. The bat is obviously crazy bat speed. He's got he's got the hitting down. I think if he, I, I don't think he's as bad of a fielder as everybody thinks. I think I think he can figure it out. He's never been this bad of a fielder in the minors. Like it's never been a glaring issue until he made a few stupid mistakes. And it honestly might have been something to do with concussions because the guy loved running into walls. So yeah. I think the after I effects think are huge in that. He dove for a couple of balls they shouldn't have, got a little excited. Yeah, he was gone, he was trigger happy. And it, and it affected his whole game. Yeah. Okay. And when you're when you got it, you're so in your head, and he's a person who's obviously in his own head. He's just a mental midget, it seems. Like once you get past that, make a few nice plays. And honestly, right now, early on in the season in spring training, it is so important for him to make these plays because if you get ahead of that, get ahead of the mistakes. And you start making good mistakes, obviously the confidence thing we were talking about. Yep. If you get ahead of it, you nip it in the butt right away, you ride. You, you keep going, you ride the hot hand. But if conversely, if you you know make some diving mistakes and you just miss the ball, whatever the fuck it is, that's not going to be true. It's not going to break out because he's going to keep he's, – he's so in his own head. So he, he's an emotional player in that respect. But mm-hmm. I think this could be a potential Clint Frazier year. 
And who knows? This, this could be a guy. He has the potential to be an everyday left fielder for years to come. He's got the talent. So, and I'd love to see him in the lineup. And as, as you guys remember, he was amazing for us last year during the times when he was up in the middle of the season. And he, honestly, to our surprise, got sent down. And to his surprise yeah. also, he was a huge, with everybody getting hurt, he was a big reason why we kept winning games. Yeah, and like I said, I can't I say this all the time, but he's he's one of those confidence guys where when I watch him play, I feel confident when he's hitting. Yeah, and I feel confident to the, to the eye test. It's the it's the it's the gut chat, the gut test. Yeah, that's what we'll call um, it. You know, and I love I love players that give me that that gut feeling of just I'm gonna fucking rip the ball right now. I think I can predict what Murphy's breakout candidate is because he's uh. Yeah, team, team Wade all yeah, the time, I mean, all I'll, year. I'll always say I think Tyler Wade's gonna have a big year. I think if he figures out the bat, then that's great. And I think he will. I think he's gonna be on the roster most of the year, and I think he deserves to be on the roster most of the year, especially because of his versatility and his speed and his feeling brings a lot to the table. Um, unless he flat out can't hit, then I could see him maybe getting set down. But I think <laughs> I think he can. I think he'll be able to figure it out. Uh, I think he can hit pretty well. But I actually want to talk about somebody else who may or may not come up this year. But I was just kind of scrolling through articles uh, about the Yankees' prospects because I want to see who to watch in spring training and whatnot. And they're talking about, you know, there's uh, Debbie Garcia's of the world, the Clark Schmitz that might come up this year. Uh, Dominguez is a big prospect. I know he's not at uh, MLB spring training, but still. One guy that uh, I read about that I really think everyone should watch is Louis Medina. He's an, another pitcher. Uh, similar to Debbie Garcia, they're comparing him, but he has really good stuff, just struggles with his command. He pitched today, actually, against the Pirates, gave up a run, unfortunately, but he has a really, really, really good fastball um, on a scouting report. So on the 80-20 scale, 80 being high, 20 being low, he has an 80 fastball, a 70 curve, and a 55 changeup, which is pretty good, and especially for being so young. I believe he's 20 or 21. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm trying to find it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Regardless, three three pitches in the minors. Uh, the, the article that I read said that he has three established pitches, which most minor leaguers don't necessarily have. He could be a reliever option because he has such a good fastball. Um, hits 100 consistently. That that was the big uh, thing, and he is 20. Sorry, he's 20 years old. So I just he won't be up this year probably, but he's somebody to keep an eye on during spring training while we can keep an eye on him. Uh, I'm excited to see. Yeah, that. I remember you were talking about this kid too. And you were, you were, you were tooting his horn a lot. I mean, I've, yeah. I haven't really heard of the kid a lot, so I mean, I'd be excited I, for a kid like that, 20 years I. old, to top out at 100. I believe he's our seventh or eighth prospect. Um, maybe, maybe six. So, with that yeah. being said, do we see guys like Debbie Garcia, maybe Clark Schmidt, making an impact this year? Obviously, injuries permitting, but like a lot of people have asked that in the DMs and stuff. Do you guys see Debbie coming up or Clark Schmidt? Yeah, I think that with especially Yankees seasons and how they usually go, I think that we bring up pitchers more than anybody, um, especially the way that we just consistently have these up and down seasons with with pitchers. Um, so I would, I'm, I'm expecting them to come up and play. Um, well, You're expecting it. Yeah, I think. A small role or a big role, I think that I, I would expect them to come up some point throughout the season. All right. Those are big words. I think hot take. Expect. It's a, hot, it's, a big, it's a big hot This is a big hot take episode. 
Yeah, definitely a lot no, of hot takes is. being tossed around. I could see him coming up this year, obviously, pending on injuries. I kind of think he would more likely come up in a bullpen situation, maybe be kind of a longer reliever, maybe come in uh, after a, an opener if it comes to that. Hopefully it doesn't. But you, you, I just think he's going to come up in the same way that we've seen. Uh, Severino came up a couple years ago. You know, he was kind of – didn't look great, but, you know, it's okay. He, he worked out the next year. Same, yeah. same with Herman. He's going to come up in that same kind of fashion. Loizaga is the perfect example. I think he's going to come up in that sort of fashion. I also think Loizaga yeah. is going to have a really good year if he has the opportunity. Um, I don't know. He he, he scares me. with. The, he's got the gas. He's got the stuff, the strikeout stuff, but he just never can find the zone. Like I've seen no, him, I've seen him with the four-pitch walks more than anything I've ever seen. We said that about Herman. We said that about I get Severino. It. I We're going to be saying that about Medina. We're going to be saying that about Debbie. That's because they're yeah. young. But they're yeah, gonna. That's listen. something that you can figure out. Well, you we can can't translate that to everybody. Will no, figure I, I'm it agreeing. Out. I'm just saying that you know. I think they're. I know. I we've get seen it. it over and over where these guys come up, struggle for a bit, and they're okay. These young guys that have high expectations because it's hard to pitch in New York, and that's part of it. Yeah, he's got well, definitely well, has the stuff. Well, Wazigo was Wazigo well, was my breakout guy. Oh, was he? Oh, I forgot we didn't even get yours yet. Yeah, I thought you, I, I thought yours. you did Frazier. I'm sorry. I did. You did Frazier. I was going to do Frazier, but I think because you took it, I'm going to give some respect to the Wise guy. Because I think, I don't know, he, he looked really good. I know it was in spring training, it was only through one inning, but he looked he looked really good. Um, he threw a shot out inning his first game. And yeah. I think he just he just has a lot of... Raw talent. Yeah, but also he has, um, I feel like he can only go, not only go, but like, I think he has a lot of potential to get extremely better. And Extremely better. <laughs> he's a, he has is a long way to go to get there, but I think he, uh, you know, I think he can go can go up instead of going all the way down. If that makes any sort of sense. Makes well, a little know. bit of sense. I can just really. Yeah. It's a lot of potential. That's all I'm trying to say. I can really see the narrative coming into fruition now with having Paxton and Sevy both kind of on injury watch, and even Montgomery's coming back off Tommy John. You never know how that's going to go. I could see the narrative play out where Loisinga makes an impact early while these guys are not pitching. Maybe by the end of the year when Herman comes back and that maybe he's not up, maybe he's in the bullpen, who knows. But if he, he – there's going to be a chance where he could get, you know, starts in the beginning of the year. And if he, you know, pitches well in those starts, you know, he'd be really nice to have and he'd be kind of in that he next did, man up kind of thing. Really, He did really, really well in the beginning of the season. And then kind of just fell off again. So I would say I, really, really stuff, well. You know, I don't know. He's so streaky. He is another one who is so in his own head. I don't know. I think he definitely has his stuff, like we said. But he needs to put it together in terms of the confidence. And uh, yeah, that's it for me on that. Another question I want to ask you guys, if you guys want to move on from that, is uh, obviously you know we were in the running for the home run record last year, and a lot of that is in part to could be a attributed to the juice balls. We don't know what ball we're getting this year. So let's say we, they do adjust the balls a little because I think it's entirely possible that the balls can be brought back to what they were or at least changed from being the juice balls that we saw last year because every it was kind of evident. Like, even players knew. We got Gardner saying shit. Like, I mean, he hit a fuck, uh, fly ball to right field in spring training that died at the warning track, and he's like, that ball's out last year. Like, it's, it's well known around baseball that the balls were in fact different so assuming that we do get a change in the ball maybe let's just just for the sake of this conversation it goes back to the original baseballs that we had two years ago do you think we break the home run record that was set 
last year by the Twins, assuming health? If I have to bet on it, no. <laughs> like if I were a betting man, I'd bet. I wouldn't bet on it, but I could see it. I guess we're saying with the dead, with the normal baseballs, or with the juice balls staying. Back to normal baseballs, but yeah. a healthy, fully healthy team. Because again, we nearly broke the record. We were in the race with the Twins. I don't know. With one uh, home run. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't really. I, one of you guys can talk about this. I'm a little confused. I think we can. I think we can because a fully healthy team, we didn't have that last year. And the power hitters are the guys like Stanton, Sanchez, who was out a lot. Judge was out for a lot of the year. I mean, are some of our biggest power hitters. Voigt spent some time on the aisle. Everybody spends time on the aisle. Hicks, everybody. Like, if we have those guys in a full season, yeah. I mean, the home run numbers will rack up. Juice balls are not. They're not hitting wall scrapers. So that's why I'm saying, like, when Gary hits one out, it's out by 100 feet. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think the juice balls necessarily are, like, a dictation of if it's going to be out or not. No, you're so right. I think if our guys are healthy, fuck yeah, we can break the records. We broke our own record with the B team. But if it was I even mean, odds, I, would you bet on it? I'm going to take yeah. I'm going to take yeah. Because if they're all healthy I, I, and... I, I, I'm not confident I'll bet on it. Um, but I think that, you know, I feel like those records have been broken the past three years, four years in a row. Um, and I think it's going to probably get broken next year too, but if we're going to do it, it's just... I don't know, it's just so up in the air. Uh, I don't know. If you had to pick, gun to your head. I'm saying no. I'm saying yes. No. And I think, honestly, with the Twins, too, they got more power as well. So it's going to be down to us again, probably. I mean, they added the bringer of Rain Josh Donaldson into that already powerful lineup. So uh, that's another narrative that we have to watch. And it's definitely going to be us coming down to the wire again. But I, I'm going to take yes. So, right. anyway, uh, moving on. I wanted to get into a little bit of a, you know, close the book on last season, move forward to the next season. So I wanted to get your guys' favorite Yankee highlight of 2019. And then also your, who you think is going to be making the best highlight of the Yankees season in 2020. My personal favorite highlight of last season was probably the Hicks catch. And <laughs> I probably stole that from a lot of you. But honestly, I told you that before the show. I did steal from <laughs> I literally robbed That's that from. All right, so you could right, fine. You, 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 you take that just like Hicks robbed it. <laughs> yeah. no, take it now, jeez. No, I, I like that one, and honestly, I, I would have picked it anyway, because I like it. The whole that game was amazing. And me and Damon saw. Uh, we honestly didn't really watch the whole game. We saw the end of it, and it, we were surprised that it was still going on because we went to go see yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> and then yeah. on the way back, we're like, yo, they're still fucking playing. And yeah. then we come in, and it, I don't forget what inning it went to, but Hicks actually hits the home run to tie the ball game or go, yeah, to tie it. No, or to go ahead. Yeah, it was to go ahead. And then he ended up obviously saving the game with that catch. So that just that game against the Twins, obviously, too, another playoff contending team. We obviously swept their ass, but just that whole game, the narrative around it, and just Hicks's. Just the way he just changed the whole game alone, that was the best play for me. I remember where I was for that, too, which is, oddly enough, uh, I was up at my, my grandparents' house, which no cable, no Wi-Fi, 
uh, 3G, so I could I You're couldn't stream anything. 3G, 3G, so I couldn't stream. So, I, so Twitter's scro- like I'm I'm scrolling through Twitter trying to get the updates because I couldn't I didn't have enough you connection have to stream it. On your phone. What do you say? You have an antenna on your phone? Yeah, right. No, so I like and all of a sudden like it took me five minutes to load the video and I got the I I was getting the updates like the push notifications about it but I couldn't load anything to watch anything. And then finally, like 30 minutes after the game, the Hicks catch uh, finally loaded. Because you know how Bleacher Report just every play that they send you sounds like it's going to be the coolest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And usually yeah. it's pretty disappointing. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, so I got like this. I forget what it said. But it was like, Hicks mage, catch of the year, saves the game. I was like, I, I need to watch this. So I, finally, after 30 minutes or whatever, it loaded and I was blown away by it. But so you picked the same one as me? I'm not picking the same one as me. No. <laughs> I am picking the most... Like roller coaster moment ever. I'm taking DJ's home run in Game Six versus. Was that yours, Damon? No, but oh, okay. Sad. Yeah, no. I I was. We were at a bar that night, and uh, ever like you guys were even there. Yeah, and, I have um, a funny story about that actually. We were uh, all paranoid, like kind of watching the season dwindle away. Relic gave up, told him not to. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And then right, I'll tell my side after you're done. And then when he finally went yard, the whole place erupted. And it was wonderful for about, you know, 15 minutes. Less. Maybe less. But. So my, I'll tell you, I'll walk you through my situation with that. So obviously I'm down in the dumps. Didn't give up. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm down in the dumps because obviously we're seeing the season slowly fizzle out. And I, I didn't like seeing it. I'm sitting there. There's a jukebox next to me. Don't know why there's still jukeboxes in places now. I'm sure Murphy has a lot of them in the great north. We but do. We do. <laughs> we do. So there's a jukebox next to me. I'm just, you know, leaning on it, kind of sad, borderline crying. And all of a sudden, I didn't give up. But but all of a a sudden, DJ (laughs) hits this home run. I jump, scream, everyone's screaming. I'm absolutely yelling as loud as I can. I've actually never, honestly, I switched my answer because that, I've never felt. Oh, my God. I've never (laughs) felt, I've never felt so, like, that was literally euphoria. I was so happy in that moment. I don't care about what happened next. If we're talking single moments, that is absolutely the most happy I've ever been. And uh, just when I, when that happened too, I was so happy. I didn't give a fuck about anything. I actually to bring back to the jukebox. I I just was. I needed to bang something, and I slapped the jukebox as hard as I can, not knowing it was the jukebox. And it, the whole thing goes black, and I pr- fully broke the jukebox. Everyone's going nuts, tossing drinks. The security guards come over and they like they're all like just settle down, settle down. I thought I was gonna get pinched <laughs> for the jukebox. They didn't even notice it probably because nobody fucking cares about jukeboxes anymore, aside from Murph. But that was just the best moment, and I I don't think I think we can hold it in a separate instance. As I know what happens next, but I think it, as a standalone highlight. That was unbelievable. If you insist yeah. on stealing both of mine, then go right ahead. Damon, what's yours? I did. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's tough. I, I mean, I would have picked that too, but just for, you know, for some conversation points. Um, I'm not going to pick one moment, but I think that watching every Red Sox-Yankees um, rival game last year was a big highlight of mine. So I think that was just... I don't know. That was fun what to watch. What a cop out that was. You just—that is not uh, a moment. I don't, I don't think that's what? a cop out because we. That's we, not a cop out. 
Like, you just said the Red Sox-Yankee games. You guys just picked the two biggest ones to make another yeah. fucking talking point. Think about the London series, how much fun that was yeah. to watch. We hit the ball. That would have been a good example. If you said Red Sox-Yankees series. They played 19 times. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> idiot. If you put all of the home runs was, that we hit that series, it would have landed like, back in here. We're all watching it because we haven't been able to watch like a... Ah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, honorable mentions yeah. are Savages in the Box. That, uh, I forgot the about The Talkman that. robbery, I think, against the White Sox, maybe. Ford Walker. That was against the Orioles, idiot. Was it Orioles? Yeah. Ford Walker. We could talk about Glaber against, DJ the, uh, against the Orioles, that stuff. Um, so, all right. We yeah. can just sit There's here and talk about highlights. Just honorable mentions. Who do, you think, who do you think makes the best highlight of this year? This is just nonsense, but... I don't, I don't love this question, but I'm going to go Dale Urshela <laughs> just because he's the best fielder in the corner. Like, oh, you think a fielding highlight? Oh, I get it. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I had in mind. Who but, makes um, like the DJ-like highlight of this year? Who you got? Damn. Um, Tyler Wade? <laughs> Damon, why don't you go first? I promise um, I won't steal yours after you say it. Oh, man. Um, that's tough. I'm, Glaber. I'm going to go with Glaber. I'm going to go with Gary. Gary. Ooh, Gary, that's a good one. Yeah, I think Gary's going to come out. I think, first of all, I think he's going to make some crazy behind-the-dish plays, but I also think he's going to get some clutch hits as well. All right, for the sake of it. Um, do, 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 yeah, no, do, do. not kidding. Um, all right, throw this question away. This is stupid. Yeah, no, so, <laughs> another thing. Anyway. Uh, so, do you think... We retire A Rod's number. That would just completely change gears on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so let, to preface this, the Mets gave away David Wright's number five in spring training, and we gave away A Rod's number thirteen in spring training. Um, so the debate's kind of up. Like, granted, they're not retired yet. Technically, you can wear those numbers, but shouldn't it be kind of an unspoken thing that you, maybe you don't wear 13 in spring training, maybe you don't wear 5 in spring training? Yeah, I think that's more of what it is. And I think the Mets should have... <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that's just funny. Ray is more retirable for the Mets than, than A-Rod, A-Rod is for the Yankees. For the Yankees but I still would not be upset to oh see God, A-Rod. 100%. I wouldn't I just be think upset to see 13 retired. I just think it's funny that they gave away 5 already. Yeah, but we, I mean, to be fair, we gave away 3. I think whoever took that number is more like How do you just be like, yeah, it's cool. I'm just going to take David Wright's fucking number. I would like to know if he picked five or if they were given five. Because most of the numbers are taken. Like, maybe he's, like, you know, one of the last guys on the roster. Yeah. All right, well, that was... Imagine Tebow switched to five. <laughs> the outrage. He's still playing. <laughs> he got invited to, spring, to Major League Spring Training. He was on the um, non-roster list, I think, or something. So I actually had an unrelated question that I was going to open this podcast up with, but I guess I'll fit it in here now. So I was at a bar over the weekend in Vermont, and there was a guy, it was a sports bar, there was a guy watching a game. And he was watching the game when I showed up there. So my question to you guys is, I know this is a big unwritten rule and whatever it is, so what constitutes like a, a channel switch? So, like, like, I go there, he's in a Colorado Avalanche jersey, he's watching the game. I don't know how long he's been there for. Like, wh- like, what allows me to change the channel to a different game? Like, what scenario has to happen? Like, let's say a playoff game is on or whatever. I, I wanted to watch the spring training game, so obviously I don't have the right. But it just brings me, <laughs> it just brings me to the whole, like, narrative of, like, what allows you to have the switch? How many people do you need to have? Like, if you have a group of three... And a guy was there already watching the game. There's one TV. 
Yeah. What, and uh, one TV is bizarre enough. But yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. scenario wise. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know. Um, I think I think regardless, any any playoff game takes priority. Over a regular season game, and any, yeah, and any preseason game doesn't. Season, Even if the guy has been there for however long, you walk I mean, into yeah, a if, bar. If you're there any, first, any playoff game of any sport is priority. If you're there, if you're there first, regardless, I mean, unless if they're, say they're both regular season games, say it's you know it's um, I don't know whatever Colorado say it's, Avalanche it's, say, right, Yankees. Let's say it's April though, and it's it's regular season for both. And uh, you go in there. He's wearing an Avalanche jersey. Yeah, watching the Avalanche game. Does that was add? there before there. Does that add to you. it? If he's wearing a jersey, does that add? Yeah, because he's clearly actually cares about the game. I don't know. I mean, I, I wanted to watch some Yankees spring training. I, I obviously, know I have no I don't even ground think to stand yes on. To in Vermont. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, in general, like if I walk in there and there's a playoff game on and he's in there watching an Avalanche game and I got two of my buddies with me, how, like, how many people do I need with me? To override his his watch, I, I think no. I think spring training to to. Uh, I'm not talking about spring training here. anymore. Playoff right, game, I I'm, feel like would take precedent. But how would you feel if you're watching Yankees regular season game in June? And somebody comes in and says Avalanche are in the playoffs. A group of three mm-hmm. of them, and you get kicked off that. I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking like, it out loud. It's a public place. If you got three, like if let's say you come in with a group of four. It's obviously on him to be be the guy to, to offer it up to change the channel, but I don't know. You got a group of four watching. Uh, I think maybe at that point you offer a little bit of switcheroo. Hey, maybe we'll watch a little bit of yours, a little bit of mine, go back and forth, commercial break action. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I just thought it was an interesting. I just thought it was an interesting situation that I thought I'd bring sure. up to you guys. Speaking of interesting situations, unrelated to the Yankees, but related much to baseball, Madison Baumgartner, probably the coolest double life. Double alias, whatever you want to call it, that I've ever seen. So in, in the off season, he uh, is a rodeo participant. He ropes animals in the rodeo <laughs> uh, under this the alias Mason Saunders. He's a different and, name. Yeah, Mason Saunders. Yeah, why pretty similar to Madison. Why does he have a different name? Because it's an alias. It's a full blown alias. But why? Like why because not just Madison Bumgarner? Because it's, it breaks his contract. You can't do that. You can get so he was that. hiding it. Yeah. It was so an alias. Could he get in trouble for this? So here's the thing. He can get in trouble for that. The D-backs, <laughs> the D-backs found out and they don't care, I guess. So I don't know <laughs> they if they don't said, I, I don't know if they don't care because he wasn't doing it while he was on the D-backs contract or if they I feel said like he you can fully it. get hurt doing this. That's they should well, care. That's what and, so, and he did get hurt. So he said he got hurt. <laughs> Uh, hold on, let me this see. Is so this is more bizarre than the Cespedes thing. Yeah, no, this <laughs> is off an AP article. So he, in 2017, he got hurt. Um, they said he got his ho- hurt his shoulder in a bike accident, missed three months of the season. Apologize uh, and everything, and they didn't have the Giants didn't press the issue. But there's like skepticism going around that maybe it wasn't a bike accident. Maybe he hurt himself doing this. And he also, under the alias of Mason Saunders, won 26. Thousand five hundred sixty dollars at a team roping competition this December <laughs> in the off season. This so, is also coming at a time where he was not making money with the team. Well, so this yeah, is main source guess, of yeah, revenue at the time. Yeah, he wasn't. But like, I just, I just think it's like the most bizarre story. I think it's the coolest story ever. Um, I'm, I just, I love. Well, it. actually, every second of now it. that I said that, does that play into the the Diamondbacks not having any like any control over him because he technically wasn't with them at the time? 
Yeah, I, I don't think he. Yeah, no, he definitely he wasn't. With him he wasn't in a, December. An guess, employee of any no, team. But he, no, but he's been doing it. It's been an ongoing thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so the Giants. There was a picture that surfaced. Uh, that's like how people started noticing or whatever. Of him on the horse. Of him. Yeah, no, like, yeah, actually, I think he was on a horse. But, uh,. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. It's just the most unbelievable story. I don't know. Anyway, uh, bear with us for a second here because we got to pay some bills. Oh, wait, hold on. Keep the lights on. No, go. Sorry, I I just saw this part of the article I was looking for. So he told The Athletic that he had been competing in rodeo events for a while, including in March last year. He did a rodeo event two days before pitching for San Francisco in a spring training game. (laughs) This is crazy. I I put this over the cesspit of situation. Oh, yeah. Uh, like 100%. Oh. Anyway, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, Major League Opening Day, or right around the corner, Bet Online has the latest, all the news and odds to help you win big. The best part is you receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE, all caps. Actually, the caps don't matter. Disregard that to, to revive your literal free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support our podcast if you're listening to us right now. Uh, again, the promo code is BLUEWIRE, all one word. When you sign up at betonline.ag, betonline, your sportsbook experts. So you got, now you so got, the, now you got a picture. In the meantime, during that read, we got, we got some pictures uh, on Facebook of Bumgardner in full Oh my god! Full, Full rodeo, rodeo clown. <laughs> like, pretty, so run me through this. I yeah. know you're a man of the north. So what does he? I mean, specifically do here. I know this. So is I, all I know, I've been to the fair a few times, and they, you they have? do this. Yeah, there's a fair near me. Yeah. So, so you've seen this? The, yeah, the Washington have you County seen, Fair. Uh, Mason Saunders. <laughs> I don't. Do I don't. Thing? I don't believe so. But yeah, no. So they just ride around on horseback and like throw their lassos around bulls and then tie them up. Around bulls, well, like small bulls. Like how small? Like hurt like cattle, not bulls. Sorry, cattle. Like like this. It seems hard. Those are some action yeah, shots. He's been, <laughs> he's, been, he's been doing it since he was a kid. He said. Is this a team sport? I think there's two of you at a time. And you, so it's just me and you like running around. One like kind of like drives it in one direction, the other uses. The this last is kind one. of a fucked up sport. I, mean, I, I imagine it's a southern like thing. Random I don't know. sport. Random sports segment where Murph just breaks down some great sports. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, this is no, like, I'm not an like expert. An ESPN, I'm not an expert on it. Like an ESPN eight the Ocho sort of situation yeah. with dodgeball. <laughs> we can do that going forward. No, Remember no, no. weird shit that Murph does up north. Shout out the Washington <laughs> County Fair though. If anybody from the five one eight is listening, they know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, all the all the minor <laughs> league <laughs> hockey games you go to and just get plastered at alone. Not alone. <laughs> Not alone. Isn't it BYOB there, too? No. no. Dollar, right. dollar bush lights in the first period. Anyway, uh, you guys want to get into Murphy's Law? Yeah. yeah. So Murphy's Law, if you are just joining us, is a betting segment. We like to bet. That's basically it. So uh, this week, I think we're going to go into some props and futures as the season is just about to, uh, to, to start. And just to preface this, I think... It's it's funny that we I mean, one of our crewmates Jake Cortman he uh, really wanted to bet on spring training and just to kind of put this message out there, please don't bet on spring training. <laughs> there is no 
way to predict spring training. I, we're 0-3 in spring training. No, That's I not going to be the narrative for the rest of the season. I, there's no way to predict it. Garrett Cole is starting today. That throws off the line, and then Garrett Cole only pitches an inning. I don't know. It just doesn't seem rational to me, and I yeah, know man, people man, are out man. there betting on spring training. I was close today. I've done it before. It doesn't work. <laughs> I, I did not do it today. I lied that Florida State at half and they hit, but I did not bet on spring training today. Uh, so first prop, we're doing prop bets just kind of for the season. Some Yankees, some not. I, I found some good lines. We'll start with the Yankee, though. Uh, Garrett Cole prop bets. Oops, sorry, wrong, wrong one here. <clears throat> All right. Over or under 16 and a half regular season wins. I'm going to hammer the over on that. What did you get last year, 20? Yep, I think so. I mean, yeah. What was the over under? 16 and a half wins for Garrett Cole. Oh, my God. Hammer the over. What are you talking about? Next question. Yeah, I'm going to do an exacto box. I'm going to say he gets 19. Yeah. They, they score no, a lot I'm of runs. I'm saying 21. 21. Yeah. Either way, over. If you're listening, take the over. Lock it in. What was yeah. the line on that? I might lock it in right 16 now. 16 and a half. I, no, the line. Oh, minus, minus 110. Yeah. Okay. It was even. I like it. So, uh... Yeah, I think it. I think the reason that it's lower than twenty is because he got twenty last year, and you never know if he gets hurt. Even if that that thing about that line is that he has to be healthy for the entire year to hit that. If he misses, you know, five or six starts, the chances of that dwindle. So you can't really set a line for a pitcher at twenty because then I would take the under every time, no matter who's pitching. But yeah, uh, next one over under two hundred and eighty regular season strikeouts. So what did he finish he his last year? A- three, he eight. has averaged 301 over his last two years in Houston. That's unbelievable. I mean, you got to – he's he's a young guy, and he's going to continue to get better, as weird as that sounds. I mean, a lot of people are thinking, like, you had a historic year. Like, you can't expect that out of him again, similar to a DJ situation with the numbers that he put up last year. But why the fuck not? I mean, I'd hate I, life's too short to bet the under. Yeah, <laughs> so, no. I'm not going to take the under. I sure as fuck tell you that. I mean, I'm not going to take the bet, but if I would, obviously, for the same reason, <laughs> okay, I would so take I, the over. Let's put that in there, too. Are you going to pass or take the over or under? Do you feel strong? Because that's. No, do I don't you feel, feel strongly strong. one way or another? I think that all of these prop bets are fun to talk about, but the fact that most of these, if you take the over, is relying on him staying healthy all year. I don't think it's smart to take either of the last two. I mean, overreaction. 100%. He looks pretty fucking good today. It was yeah. one inning in February. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Garrett Cole wins the Cy Young, plus 400. Is plus he 400. the favorite? I'm pretty sure he's the favorite. I yeah, check. fuck it. Let's do it. I'll take it. I'm going to pick yes on every one of them. No, I'm not going to say no. I think that's good odds. I think the odds of it. I think the odds of it. Oh, we're good. talking just value? Because I'm going to pick him to win the Cy Young. I'm going to pick him to... Strike out more batters than they're expecting. Well, if you're putting real money into it, or would you do it? That's the, that's the question. Yeah, I'm an irrational Yankees fan, probably. Truthfully, I think that there are better odds on better pitchers. Not on better pitchers, but just better odds in general. Like, plus 400 on your first. Now he's plus 225 on, on my book. So that's oh, no, terrible odds. I would not take that. But the next ones are Sale and Verlander, who I can't picture either. So... I, I can't think, be sure I'm getting it. I think Verlander falls off a cliff this year. And I don't think Chris Sale's going to win a Cy Young. So, like, I think the value lies in, like, the Shane Bieber's maybe of the world, maybe the Charlie yeah. Morton's of the world, maybe the Tyler Glasnow's of the world. But, yeah, no, I think Cole has a really good chance of getting it. Yeah, the line isn't sexy, though. But the line, yeah, I don't love the line. All right, um, 
That's actually it for Garrett Cole. But I will tell you about uh, they have some Mookie ones if you guys want to go into that. Sure. We're uh, betting. I know he's not a Yankee, but maybe we'll, be, man. maybe we'll be a little more uh, objective and not just smash the overs. All right, over under 2925 batting average. So we'll just say it's a 293. Damon? 293? Yeah, we'll round it. Um, yeesh. Yeah. Um, what's, what's, the, what are the, what's the line? Minus 110. Minus 110? Yep. Yikes. Um, I don't know. I think I might take the under. I'm going to take the under on this one. He's a career 301 hitter and has hit over 292 in three of the last four seasons. But Fenway Park is very hitter-friendly. He's switching. I, that was my point. Yeah. Not only I teams, but leads. Um, I think the new ballpark and getting used to that, getting used to all different pitchers because in transitioning leagues is also a big factor. Um, but he's also going to be on yeah. a team that's going to be a competitor. So that yeah, could, exactly. you know, that could give him an edge. I actually could picture him having an MVP type sort of season. Um, that's so yeah, and then he's not going to do that if he hits under two ninety five. So the thing with him, know, he's got, he's know. got great protection too around him. So yeah. with the bat, with Bellinger's going to be behind him. I mean, Justin gonna, Turner. They're not going to be able to pitch around. You him. can't pitch around him. So any bets, I mean, he definitely has a chance to win MVP. He's definitely got a chance to do a lot of great things. Uh, why don't we move into the into the DMs? Cause we got a, we got a yeah. few to, few Let's to get ahead. through. So first DM comes to us from Justin Alonzo. So he said, "Fuck Mary, kill <laughs> Altuve, Correa, Bregman." Nah, I'm not. I'm not answering that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that we're just gonna throw that one away. Sorry, Justin. If you're yeah, so, sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, Billy Justice says, <laughs> "What was your go-to bat in little league?" Uh, that orange stealth hit different. Oh, Fuck hell yeah, the orange. Oh. I mean, you answered the question for me. The orange stealth with the the, was, uh, the blue handle was, was the an, best was bat F2 in the world. Kind of guy. Huh? F2? I was an F2 kind of guy. F2? I don't know. The, I, I, the orange stealth was actually disgusting. And uh, another stealth that before BB Core became a thing, because BB Core just made everything less fun. Obviously, I know it saved lives, but the uh, black stealth with the orange handle was unbelievable. Black yeah, self, for sure. Wow. I'm trying to find the name of the one that I had, and it's driving me crazy. It yeah, was, I had the F2 before. It was the CF. Remember that? It was a CF345. I had the one before that. Yeah, before. the DeMarini. Yeah. So I just the gold the, one I was sick, too. I had the DeMarini Voodoo in high school, but I'm forgetting. So voodoo. I was... The Voodoo didn't do it for me. Oh, the Voodoo, that. the Vexum. Oh, I loved it. All those ones. Um, I used to have the... It was like an Easton Synergy or something, but... Synergy sucked. That was like the I'm just telling the, you the poor kid on the maybe, team no, had, the, had the synergy. All right, well, the great bats weren't exactly sold at my Glens Falls. Glens Falls. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually <laughs> did. I actually didn't play little league. Um, between I played up until I was in about I think fourth grade, and then I went back on the big diamond after that. I missed my last. I think I missed majors in little league. I played lacrosse. Uh, for two years, switched to the dark side. Yeah, and then they put me in goal, <laughs> and I left. <laughs> All right, next question comes to us from a uh, friend of the pod, Greg Lombardo. Uh, just brace yourself; these are usually ridiculous. So, 
Would you rather work as Charles the Chuck E. Cheese mascot for three months, or would you be basically an alias, the 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 tr- person, the tribute to send out to take every hit by pitch the Astros will get this year? I I, w- I would literally rather do anything else than get hit by forty five <laughs> fastballs. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a horrible question. Honestly, yeah, though, Greg, you gotta ask better questions. Yeah, because if you're going out there knowing that you're just gonna get beamed with a fastball, you just basically go out there and you just predict the future. You're gonna get hit by a pitch this at bat, so you go out there and you take the hit for them. They won't. I, don't, I really don't think they're gonna get thrown out very much. So. so would you, if if you were to switch up that, I think we should switch up the question to get hit by a Chapman fastball in in the cheek. I would absolutely rather yeah, you would die. One, just one. Die in the butt cheek. Oh, the cheek. <laughs> you wear it one oh five on the corner. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. You're taking that? Yeah, I, I mean kids, keep in mind you gotta be Charles from Chuck E. Cheese for three months. I got yeah, some cushion back there. I'll, I'll be all right. All right. Next question comes to you from Thomas Sinertia, Quinnipiac guy. Oh yeah? Yeah, he said uh, most likely to happen, health permitting, obviously. Cole wins 25-plus games. Stanton and Judge combined for 100-plus home runs. That's a lot. Or Glaber, top two MVP, or Yanks win 110-plus games. Shoosh. Those are all kind of steep. Um, As we, we just visited the Cole wins situation, if I had to pick, I'd pick probably Glaber. I was going to say that, too. The Glaber, top two MVP, or the Yankees winning 110-plus games. Because if healthy, I think we can... Smash the ninety nine game mark that they have for us with the whatever, whatever rating that, that was. More more realistically, I'm I'm picking Glaber, top two MVP for sure. I actually think health permitting, if that if that means that everyone's healthy, I think the most realistic one is hundred and ten games. I think yeah. that line was set assuming that no that we're not healthy. Well, no one's ever so healthy. Hundred ten's a lot. a lot, but like that's assuming zero injuries. We won hundred three, so I mean, how do you value those players that got hurt? I'd say seven games worth of war with those yeah, guys at yeah, least. Yeah. It could happen. I mean, could, I mean, like I could see Glaber being top two MVP, but top two MVP in the AL. There are a lot of good players in the AL. Yeah, but Betts is gone now too, so that takes one out of the picture. No, Judge right. is obviously going to be right. in the mix. Stanton could be in the mix. We've got a lot of players that could. DJ. If you say a Yankee is top two in the MVP, then I would switch it. I mean, but we have labor specifically. You know, we have know. four or five in the top ten for uh, the odds. Not so right. I mean, definitely a possibility yeah. there. I think the least likely is the Stanton and Judge combined for a hundred plus home yeah. runs. That's just ridiculous. Do you think They're, any two Yankees will combine for hundred? No, Pro- I think if, I think a better game. question would be if you combined Judge, Stanton, and Sanchez. For 100. Because they're going to spend some time on the IL, but DL, whatever. But yeah. yeah, but I mean, health permitting, you, no one's ever going to play. Is, are you saying health permitting play 162 games? Because that just doesn't happen. No, no. A healthy season playing 140-ish games each, I don't think anybody hits 50. Yeah. Like, it could happen. They, they both did it that one year together. So actually, you know what? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. No, that's, that's, and that's, Cole twenty five plus games. Not I don't. Don't. When was the last time anybody won twenty five? I don't know. I don't think that's gonna happen. That'd be crazy. No, that, be that's sick, absurd. Though. Yeah. Uh, next question comes to us from the hitter sports. Don't know your real name, but the hitter lo- love you. I believe Stan is underrated in the field and should be the starting left fielder over Talk and Miggy, especially with the money he gets. Miggy should DH. Thoughts. So that borderline wasn't a question till the end. But. No, I'm actually going to jump in. I think that's. A, I think that the with how much he gets paid is a really good point yeah. because 
you know, if he's only DHing, then that makes him probably the most overpaid player in the league because you're not going to pay, you don't want to pay that much for a DH unless he's like maybe Ortiz and on the tail end of his career. But like, you know, when he's, if he can field you right, I think, I don't know if I like him there more than I like Talkman there. But I think the money, the, for the money he gets is a really good point that he's not exactly earning his paycheck if he's just a DH. But do you think Boone is really thinking about that when he puts the lineup out every day? Absolutely not. I, I don't think so. I like, think there's I pressure from the owners, yeah. Really? If the owners are the ones cutting Absolutely the checks. No? no. The only people that yeah, Boone listens to are the guys with, in, on the calculators in the, in, the, uh, in the clubhouse with the stack guys, the nerds. Like, that's who Boone listens to. He's not listening to anybody. And nobody's telling Boone what to do. You think Steinbrenner's telling him what to do? How Steinbrenner's telling him what to do? Absolutely not. If you're winning 100 plus games a year, no one's really telling you to put fucking Stan in the left because yeah. they're paying him more money than the average player. You know? Get the fuck out of here. It's not so, really mean. Similar question. Jeff Long, one of our writers, actually, shout out. Uh, who do you guys prefer to see make the opening day lineup? Talkman in left field or Andujar at DH with Sen sliding to left field? Andujar DH, stay in left field. Versus Talkman. I'm, I'm a huge Talkman guy. I yeah, really we don't think, talk about that enough. I just really <laughs> want to see. I really want to see and Duhar in there. Yeah, I just think we overlook Talkman a lot. I agree. Like I, we talk about Andohar a lot, and it's just it's such a hard thing because I love talking about how I want to see Andohar's bat in the lineup almost no matter what. But Talkman is somebody that we just kind of passed by because he was hurt at the end of the year and he wasn't up last year. Like he did very well, but for a pretty limited amount of time. So we're kind of quick to write him off. The same way that we were kind of quick to write off Andahar last year. We were talking about who would you keep, Gio or Andahar, when realistically that's yeah. not how it's going to happen. And right now, know. are you telling me you'd really pick one over the other? I don't know. I think like we get talking a lot of love right, recently. I love I mean, talking. I, I, know, I know us three, we did. We were, we gave him a lot of love in previous episodes. but No, sure. I'm, I'm talking about coming into this year in terms of like him cracking the starting lineup specifically. I think he can. Yeah. I think yeah. he can. Opening day, another question was like opening day lineup predictions, specifically the like the, the cusp players like that. Obviously, Judge is going to be out there, if healthy, all that stuff. I think Talkman has a legitimate shot to be he has a, everyday he has starting a outfielder because he's versatile. He's an elite defender, elite in the whole league. I mean, he can play center field. His bat's there. He's a lefty bat for those of who who think that is a huge, it is huge deal. I mean, Yankee Stadium is. <laughs> it is, but I mean, for the breaking up lefty righty, when you got bats like Hick from like like Judge and Stan, I don't really give a shit about the lefty righty situation. That's what I mean. It, it, it helps when you know. If you need to have that kind of... You need of to break diversity. it up a little. But that exactly. So another reason why he could really be the starter. I think it also matters. Yeah, but, I, but I also think that if, if Mickey continues to hit, I think they'll throw him at DH on opening day and then Stan left field because Stan is, you know, fucking Stan. You know, you, you, can't, you can't take away what those two have already done for what Talkman has done to, you know, just throw him out there. I'm not taking anything away from what Talkman's done. I'm just saying... It's two fucking amazing players out there. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I think that's that's it for me. If you guys have any other closing comments, I think that could wrap up this episode. Wow. We'll see you in spring training. Yeah, so we're going to spring training. If anybody's going to spring training to South Fenway, hit us up. We'll be there. We'll be there for the Saturday game. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, anything from you, Murph? No, let's go. What are you showing me? 
No, I, I just <laughs> there's uh, odds for the Astros being hit by pitch, which I I don't agree with uh, morally. I think it's kind of wrong to even think about betting on that. But interestingly enough, the player to get hit by the most pitches, they have Bregman as a minus 105 favorite, which I thought was interesting. Wow. Altuve already got a piece, so I don't know. No, this is regular season. I know, I'm just saying, could get another one. Yeah. He's a small body, though, so it's they also have first easy one. to miss him. I feel like bigger guys like Correa, big big spot to hit. Even if you try to hit him, get out of the way. No, you're right. Anyway, the, nah, the longer... If you try to hit somebody, you're going to hit him. Yeah, not if you're that tiny. But <laughs> anyway, the more we talk, the the stupider we sound. So that'll do us for, from this episode. Uh, make sure you rate, subscribe. We love reading uh, reading the five star reviews if you can give us one of those. But we like reading more importantly what you guys think of it. Uh, definitely helps us do more episodes. Follow us on all social platforms if you haven't already. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. That's it for me. Go Yanks. Let's go Yanks. And didn't care